This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or for His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Good morning, and welcome to The Chair. My name is Amy Bauman, and we meet here every week as a community of believers, unpacking which chair we're sitting in, learning how to be more like Jesus, and hopefully having a little fun along the way. We are right in the middle of the series for April, Understanding Our Emotions. Now week one, if you didn't join us, we unpacked fear and what that looked like. And I talked about my brand new book, Letting Go of Fear. Last week we looked at joy and tried to understand the difference between happiness and joy. And this week, well, strap on your seatbelts because we are gonna talk about anger. And uh, I have lots to talk about, lots to share with you today, lots of things to, to look at. So before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for this time that we can just come together and learn more about you. And on this day today, as we're talking about something, Lord, that is, that is so re- relevant and uh, so rampant in, in today's world, uh, anger and what that looks like, that I just pray that you will open our hearts and our ears for what it is that you have to say, that you will anoint me with the Holy Spirit, that I will speak your truth with love and that we will help You will help us to become more like you um, and have the kind of spirit, Lord, that will not be angry and um, will just represent um, you, Jesus, in, in all situations and in everything that we do. We love you. We praise you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, anger. Well, it's a secondary emotion. And... And oftentimes it's called that way, that way because we resort to anger based on the, the first emotion that we're feeling. And a lot of times that very first emotion that we're feeling is, is vulnerable. It's, it's, um, it's a hurt or it's a fear or, or it's confusion or it's um, something that causes us that instead of reacting in, in that emotion, we then act out in anger. I've done it. I'm sure you've done it. It's, it's natural. Um, and if we don't control that emotion, uh, then a lot of times we just, we go off the charts and we allow that fear or sorry, that anger to just take us away. And to try and better on it, uh, explain it. I look at it as um, my husband and I have this new stove that we got like two years ago. And I used to have the white coil top stove and it had a lot of dings in it and it took forever to heat up the water. And so finally, when we had the money to, to go out and get new appliances, we wanted to get an electric smooth top s- stove and we wanted it to be induction for a couple different reasons. One, because we knew um, our grandbaby was gonna be growing up and helping me in the kitchen. And we didn't want the surface to, to be hot if she were to touch it. Um, we wanted to have a little bit quicker heating system than the coil top. And so it was amazing to, to try out the stove top and the oven. But 
there's a setting that's P and it's like power, like it just instantly starts boiling the water. And, and that's crazy for me. But when I think about the way our world used to be, or at least the way the world was when I was growing up, it took forever to heat up the water. And, uh, and that's my old stove. And today, how the world feels is that I, you just push that button and it's immediately uh, boiling the water and, and spilling over onto the stovetop. And it took nothing at all induction quick to heat and that's how it feels and it feels like we all have this level right and right below the surface is all of these feelings that we're feeling and what comes out is the secondary emotion and it's anger and I also look at it as this way my granddaughter is going to be two in in June and she's really learning the word no and she's learning to exercise the word no in lots of situations and not all of them are appropriate for the word no but she's she's a baby right and so as a baby she's letting her emotions and her feelings dictate how she's feeling and she can instantly get angry and and just have a a meltdown and Reagan later when you watch this the grandma still loves you I'm just using you as an explanation um, she can have a little meltdown and and there's no uh, there's no uh, holding back there's there's no keeping that in check there's no system in place to watch that well as you grow up right and especially as you become more mature in the Lord you don't let those things get to you. You have like a, a system in place that keeps those kinds of things in check. And prayerfully, that is God's word. Prayerfully, that is God's word helping you manage your feelings and emotions so that you can keep those feelings in check. And when you feel yourself getting angry, well, then you start to ask yourself questions. Why am I angry right now? What just happened to produce that anger in me? And, and how am I going to respond the right way? And trust me, this has been a process and a journey for me to understand, to mature in Christ, to not start out as this baby, which, which, which is what I was when I first became born again, right? Just this baby, just you know, needing milk, uh, needing all this information to who I am in Christ and, and uh, growing up so that now, hopefully, prayerfully, I am mature in the Lord. I'm probably um, a, uh, no longer a teenager, I would say. I'm probably like in my, my 20s as a Christian, um, realizing that I'm not always right, that my parents were right about a lot of things, and I'm starting to, to get this more mature attitude. That's it in a nutshell. As we become more mature, we can start asking ourselves those questions. Now, how many times have you like been interacting with someone and you get angry? Were you able in that moment to understand why you were angry? Could you, could you see that it was because of another emotion that you felt? This journey that I've been on, I would say, 
um, seven years ago, I just got angry and I let it just take over and whatever that looked like, whether I was so angry with my husband that I sped away in my vehicle or I, I hate to admit this, that I would, I, I hit the wall one time. Um, the anger just came out and I went with it. And, and that's what a lot of people are doing today. And if you read the news, you're seeing these things happening because there's no check system. There's, there's no maturity in the Lord. There's no foundation of truth. And the, the, the feeling, the emotion of anger just spills out and runs rampant. So the reason why it's so important to understand anger is to understand, well, what is Jesus? How is Jesus handling anger? What was Jesus angry about in the Bible? How do I be more like Jesus? And how do I uh, contain, work through, navigate the secondary emotion that seems to be rampant right now? Well, if we look at God's word, which is where we're always supposed to go, there are four different times in the New Testament where Jesus is angry, where Jesus is, you're seeing Jesus angry and this is a totally different uh, thing for the reader and, and for the people that were following him. The first time in the early on in the book of John, near the beginning of Jesus's ministry, um, we see Jesus heading to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And he becomes upset when he sees what's happening in the temple. And if you want to write this um, account down, it's John 2 verses 13 through 22. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle sheep and doves and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. So this is the first time we're seeing Jesus angry, right? And it's because uh, the people have turned the temple into this market where they're exchanging money, they're selling animals, and, and Jesus is really angry. The second time that we see Jesus angry is again when he is clearing out the temple. And um, you can see it in both Matthew 21, verses 12 through 17, and also Mark eleven fifteen through 19. And he does the almost the exact same thing as before. Um, Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. The third time that Jesus is angry, he calls out the hypocrites. And uh, you can read most of this in Matthew 23. Um, one through four. Then Jesus said to the crowd and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. 
hypocritical situations is what Jesus was angry with. When, when someone is telling you um, what to do, but they themselves are not following along. And then finally, this, this fourth thing that we see is, is something that hasn't even happened yet, right? And it's when Jesus will return. He's going to come back someday in his love and in his anger. And he is going to have judgment for the world. Uh, you can read about this in Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. And, and this is the, the fourth way that we see Jesus's anger. And like I said, it has not uh, happened yet, but it concerns all of us. I was listening to someone the other day that said, um, how we look at Jesus and God is, is a lot of times we're looking at him in this, you know, all encompassing love. And we're, we're kind of like we're in the love bubble, right? We only have these good things to think about him and that he's forgiving and loving and, and compassionate and cares about us and has a plan for us. But we don't look at the times where, where Jesus was angry and, and, and that righteous anger. And they, they said, we, we watched Jesus come into Jerusalem on this colt, right? This, this colt. And people were laying down their cloaks and laying down palm branches. And he's riding into Jerusalem on this, this colt, this meek animal, just moving along on the path. But when Jesus returns, he's coming back on this white horse. And he's going to have fire on his feet. And he's going to have this, this sword coming out of his mouth. And he is going to judge the world. And... And he's not going to be a loving, uh, caring man on a horse. He's going to be judging the world for their sin and for, for what has happened and for, and for what we've done. And it's important to remember that as we think about Jesus and the anger that he showed us in the Bible and, and why was he angry? And it was never anger towards someone else. He never, he never ran up alongside of somebody and cut them off because, you know, they had spit on him or they cut him off. It, it was never angry because, um, they were scared. There was never anger because, um, somebody did something to them. There was never anger over here. I can just keep going on. We have to be like Jesus. And so we need to have the fruits of the spirit living in us. And so that we're not reacting as that secondary emotion. And we're not doing anger because of other things that we're experiencing. We have to know our emotions. We have to know our feelings. We can't let our feelings and emotions rule us. Our spirit needs to tell our flesh how it's going to act in those situations. And that's why I was talking about as we mature in Christ, right? Our goal, our hope, our desire is to be more like Jesus. And there, in the whole Bible, there's four times where Jesus gets angry. I can tell you four times last week I was angry, right? Because I'm still renewing my mind and still becoming mature in the Lord. But we need to ask ourselves, you know, what are we getting angry about? 
why are we getting angry? And what does the Bible tell us? How does the Bible tell us to react? And, and how do we handle anger? Psalm 37, 8, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. We need to refrain from anger. It, it, it causes the devil to get a foothold in our heart and, and take us off the path and down this path where it could lead you, you know, escaping in your vehicle, mad at your husband or hitting a wall or hurting someone else or hurting yourself. Proverbs 14, 29, whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. I shared with you that back in the day I could get angry like that. And, um, and the reason I was getting angry was because of feelings, secondary things that I was feeling and the anger was the secondary emotion. I was hurt or I was uh, struggling with something or I was going back to a place in my life where I had been before. And as soon as I smelt the smoke from that fire that had happened back in my life, I instantly got angry and it put me back to that situation and caused me to react in a way that was not godly and, and only set me back in my journey forward. Ephesians 4:26. be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Husbands and wives, how many times have you gone to bed angry? I'm going to admit it. I've done it and it's not a good feeling. And do you fall fast asleep in this peaceful sleep? No. Resolve. Return. Fix it. Don't ever let the situation be more important than the person. Uh, there are times I'm preaching to the choir on that, but I am working on, you know, in, in my journey to become more like Jesus, to let, not let the sun go down in my anger, to, to make sure that I'm trying to um, have grace and, and, and reconnect and, and talk it out and, and, not, um, and let it finish up that day, not take it out into the next day or the next day or the next day. Proverbs 15, 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. It seemed like there was the season on social media where it, it took one thing and it ignited this wildfire of anger and every comment that you were seeing and every little emoji was that's the red face and, and people were just jumping on, adding their two cents. And um, that was one word would we put out there and everybody would get angry. And when you think about it, you know, there was there was such a season and, and I think we're still in it where there was such a season of, of unsurety and um, not knowing what the future was going to hold and, and worry and fear that that anger was just right at the very top and you could push the button and the water would instantly heat up and everybody would be angry. There's still a little bit of that hanging on out there. There's, there's still people that are 
that are getting angry really, really quickly. And that's because we're, we're navigating this world of fear and, um, and sadness. And, and some people are feeling that hopelessness from the world and anger is just right at the top of the list. James 1, 19. Know this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. I know there was a lot of times where I wanted my voice to be heard and I wanted my side to be told and I wanted to tell that person how I felt and I wanted to get it out there and I wanted it said. And once I did that, there was no taking those words back. And if, if we're not following God's word, if we're not listening with both of our ears and we're, we're not being slow to speak out all those things that we're feeling as humans and we're being quick to anger, well, we're going to be messing up our relationships and, um, and, and how we navigate and, and how we do things. And so God gives us these words, these truths to help us navigate this broken world, dealing with our human emotions and our flesh that we have. And if we can become more and more and more like Jesus, and it's a process, and thank goodness for his grace, we can learn uh, to operate in a more mature level so that I'm not necessarily being like my granddaughter right now as she's at the baby stage, just operating on all of her feelings and emotions, that as we mature in Christ, we can question ourselves, we can pray before we speak, we can check what we're feeling and asking ourselves, okay, why did I just get angry right then and there? What's, what's causing that anger? And in those little milliseconds that we have, we can ask Jesus, we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us before we say the next word, before we do the next thing, before we react in that secondary emotion and, and be like Christ and, and learn to do what he would do in that situation. Four times in the Bible, Jesus was angry and they were over righteous things, over righteous reasons. And, and that is where we are to be more like him. Not letting anger be this secondary emotion that flips us around and takes us on a different path than what God has in for us. It's, to understand where, what anger is and, and how we need to navigate it and how we need to be in control of it by using God's word and his truths. I hope that helps you today. I hope that encourages you. I hope it, hope it helps you um, on your journey as, as you're navigating this world and, uh, and dealing with all of the emotions that, that you're dealing with. I hope it helps you with anger. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your truth. And I thank you that your truth will set us free, free from the bondages of sin. And I just pray for each person listening that wherever they are at in their journey, wherever they are at as they are growing in you, that you will help them, that you will move supernaturally in their lives, that they will take these truths into their heart 
and, and that, they will, uh, that, that they will allow you to help them each step of the way. I just pray for those that have prayer requests, those that are hurting, going through a season of sickness or um, whatever they're experiencing, Lord. And I just pray that they will grab onto your truths and your promises. And we cancel the plans of the enemy in Jesus' name. And we declare our dominion and authority and stand on your word. And thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Thank you for this time. And I just pray that you will be with each of us as we move through the rest of this week. We love you and thank you and praise you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. If you are looking for resources, if you need more information on how to navigate your emotions and feelings and just need some extra encouragement, make sure you go to my website, amybauman.com. There's a daily devotional. There's a prayer wall. There's a, a store that you can purchase books and reading. There's a conference. There's lots of ways for you to be able to renew your mind and help you as we uh, navigate this world. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed.